Do you have a ton of money like the Queen? Stop being so selfish and donate to Pull the Plug at their Patreon page. Find the link at their website, ptppodcast.com. You selfish wanker. Hey, what's going on? You are listening to Pull the Plug Podcast with myself, Mrs. Godzilla. And me, Justin G. What is going on, my Sup, friends? Bros and hoes. Oh, I hope I'm the bro and not the hoe. You're a little bit of both. And Yummy. why I love you. <laughs> Um, so we just got back from recording a real fun podcast. Oh, did we ever. More fun than this one's ever been. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. We've had numerous drunk people on this on this show. You're not wrong. And we've had Christmas carols sang. We've had Clifford Myers. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> that guy just takes takes the cake. Yeah, he gets it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we were uh, lucky enough to be v- invited back to um, the Pod Cavern. Yeah. To do another uh, top five list with yeah. the uh, one and only Tung Law. It's it it gets heated. Well, it gets heated, but in the in the best way. And like like you know, we all have like uh, for those of you who maybe haven't listened. And sh- first of all, shame on you. It's a, it's an amazing show. Um, link in the show notes. And like what we you what you do is you put together uh, a top five list of whatever and it's determined ahead of time of things that don't matter of right things that <laughs> don't matter yeah and uh, it was a great time we had a we had, we had fun but people are so passionate about what they put forward that they they really care about their nominations like this is why i think this is the top five whatever yeah so and uh like should we spoil what it's going to be i, well, I kind of feel like we should no the last time we were there let's yeah, go with that yeah, yeah, yeah okay that it was uh the top five uh fantasy worlds that you would want to live in. Yes, yeah. And uh, so each of us brings three nominations to the table, and uh, so you have them all, and then we narrow it down to a top five, and then we rank those top five accordingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, then at the end, we go through all of our uh, honorable mentions, and uh, there's some really, really great stuff that comes out. And so this upcoming show... Uh, again, we're not going to spoil or reveal what it is quite yet, but you can watch for that uh, coming this November. Mm-hmm. So Super stoked on that. Yeah, so his turnaround time isn't quite as good as yours, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a backlog. He's smart that way. Um, I get it. But it's a, it was a ton of fun. And yeah, people get passionate about it. It's, it's fun to listen to people kind of rant and argue about things that in the end don't matter and that's the stuff that you always talk to your friends about so it's that's the shit you get passionate about exactly so i highly suggest uh, subscribing to that podcast again link is in the show notes over at ptppodcast.com and uh, i definitely suggest giving that a listen and uh, and checking that guy out he also does like a lot of like he does some let's plays and he does like a live like he does a facebook show which is kind of cool yeah um which is also like really fun to uh, to watch and participate in so um again yeah check all that out it's uh through uh through pod cavern it's uh pretty legit yeah and so all of that being said uh because we put all of our effort into another show this evening <laughs> we are right. we our, our show's still gonna be great the music's still gonna be fucking banging but we're gonna keep it a little bit toiter tonight little, little toy, yeah, yeah. Little toy, yeah. we're gonna trim things uh trim the fat yeah as it were, uh, so bye bye Briner. So no, no Briner, uh, no <laughs> entertainment update. We're gonna we're gonna nix that one this week. Yeah. Uh, so just all the fucking good stuff no, is th- what we're left with. Man, I'm I'm so excited for that. We got a your our, our recurring feature now. Uh, uh, B side bio. Yeah, ready ready to bring another one to the table. Super stoked on that. Another recurring feature sucks to suck this evening, and we are going to talk about um, the recent interview that Paul McCartney did with uh, GQ magazine. Oh fuck yeah! There's a lot of great 
interesting shit in there. I, uh, I I just saw the headline, so I haven't spoiled any of the stories for myself. Oh, oh you're going to love it. And I'm real excited. It's basically just going to be like a synopsis of the interview. Great. Um, but there's a lot of amazing stuff in there, and I'm excited to share it with you. So I'm so excited. Looking forward to that. And, and, and on top of that, as always, we have some great music uh, coming over tonight here on Pull the Plug. Uh, if you want to uh, stay up to date with anything Pull the Plug related, check out the show notes, uh, links to all of our socials. That can all be found where, Shannon? Over at ptppodcast.com. You fucking nailed it there, bud. And uh, this first song of the evening goes out to our wonderful patron, Jordan Leach. Yeah. This is a special request coming in through the Facebook page, which you can do as well if you feel so inclined. Please do, by the way. Facebook.com slash ptppodcast. Yeah. First one up, Wagon Wheel, covered by Jakey B here on Pull the Plug. I was heading down south to the land of the pines I'm thumbing my way in North Carolina I'm staring up the road Pray to God I see headlights Well I made it down the coast in 17 hours I was picking me a bouquet out Wooden flowers and I'm hoping for rally That I could see my baby
Rain Wheel cover from Jake Brenneman, and that one goes out to Jordan Leach, faithful patron of the show. Yeah, that's amazing. Man. If if you want to uh, help donate to the show as well, you can find our Patreon link over at our website, ptppodcast.com. Thanks, yeah, thanks to uh, Jordan Leach, and thanks to uh, Phil Marks. Marquesi, 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 all faithful there. Yeah, he's uh, he's rocking it. Um, we we cannot thank you both uh, enough for uh, for helping to support the show. It it truly does mean a lot. I know we kind of joke around, but it it means a lot to us that you've put together, um, you know, any amount of money to to support this nonsense means a fuck ton. So so legit. Thank you. Yeah, Pretty amazing. Totally. Um, first story of the evening. We gotta talk. We gotta, we gotta talk. We gotta talk about this. Um, I'm so excited. So Paul McCartney uh, did a, uh, um, a well, GQ actually published a new profile on uh, Paul McCartney, and to coincide with the release, he's got a new album coming out called Egypt Station, and he's uh, gonna be doing a world tour as well. Guys, so, like what, like s- close to eighty? Yeah, he's got like nothing on the go. Yeah, in <laughs> um, the the interview, um, which we're gonna link to in the show notes, uh, runs a gamut of topics, um, but he spoke extensively about his uh, sexcapades as a member of the Beatles, and that's not something that I necessarily think of when I think about the Beatles. Now, obviously, no. they're a band. In the 60s and 70s and 80s or whatever. They spent a lot of time together yeah. doing a lot of drugs. <laughs> but they but they do some shit. And as rock bands do. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a little unnerving how <laughs> stoked you are on all this. Oh. So it began when uh, the interviewer, uh, the interview was conducted by uh, Chris Heath. It began when Heath asked McCartney about his... Mutual masturbation sessions with John Lennon. So was this like a common knowledge type of thing Apparently. that the interviewer brought her, br- brought this up? But I, I, because it's mutual masturbation sessions. Plural. Yeah. Um, so this is a topic that McCartney first divulged back in uh, his 1997 biography, Many Years From Now. Okay. And McCartney explains, and this is kind of a quote from him, what it was was over at John's house and it was just a group of us. And instead of just getting roaring drunk and partying, I don't even know if we were staying over or anything. We were all just in these chairs, and the lights were out, and somebody started masturbating. And so we all did. Hmm. I've never felt that inclination with my friends. No, there's never been, like, a party where you show up and all the lights are out, and you just all decide to start choking the chicken. Yeah, definitely not something I've been uh, privy to. Yeah. Uh, There would be about five of them. Uh, McCartney, uh, Lennon, and maybe three of Lennon's friends, as they each concentrated on their mission, anyone in the group was encouraged to shout out a name that would offer relevant inspiration. That's interesting. So uh, (laughs) McCartney says, we were just uh, Bridget Bardot, woo, and then everyone would thrash a bit more and you'd try to... Thrash a bit more, by the way, is a great way of describing jerking off. It it perfectly describes what I envision a bunch of Brits jerking off to be like. <laughs> right, yelling out actresses and, and, yeah. and musicians' names. And then McCartney goes on to say, at least until one of them, and the one you would probably expect, opted to disrupt the stimulation. And uh, McCartney remembers uh, in this article saying, I think it was John sort of said, Winston Churchill, an accent. <laughs> and then everyone would just be like, oh my God. Jesus Christ, and then you know you kind of now you have Winston Churchill in, in in your head as you're jerking off, right? And he he was he was asked whether this ritual took place often. He says there weren't really orgies to my knowledge. There were sexual encounters of the celestial kind, 
hmm. and there were groupies. I mean, of course, there's groupies. But I want to know what this celestial kind of sexual encounters is. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'm I'm confused by that. Uh, Heath then asked about another story of Beatles lore, which asserts that the uh, 17-year-old at the time, George Harrison, lost his uh, virginity while bunking with the rest of the band, and that once he was done, his bandmates applauded. I can I I don't know. I can see that sort of in a in a band setting. Yeah, he he goes on to tell a story. You know, like you're in like a a bus or a yeah. little bunk or whatever, and and. You know, you got like four bunks essentially, and <laughs> George is in one of them, and you and you never really know what's going on because everyone's pretty still. And like besides, like just a little bit of movement, but you kind of know what's going on also at the same time. Ah, uh, yeah. And he says like he he likens it to like almost like army buddies, and he says that was one of the strengths of the Beatle, Beatles is this enforced closeness because you're all in the same barracks. We were always very close and on top of each other, which Quite meant you literally. could yeah, which means. Which meant you could totally read each other. You could see those scenarios and, and stuff kind of playing out. So he does. He did kind of confirm that that was that was something that happened as well. Especially with it being your first time. I mean, imagine. I don't know. Imagine all the, like, sounds and huhs <laughs> and whatnot that <laughs> yeah. that come along with it being your first time, right? But and the the final little bit is um, Heath went on to quote a comment from Lennon um, who kind of decried how sanitized the like accounts of the Beatles were like published accounts were like Lennon kind of came out and said like you know all these like nice calm stories that you kind of heard about us touring isn't really the case like we were rambunctious you know young rock stars yeah of course you're gonna get into it and shit. And uh, McCartney downplayed the fact of like being like orgies and stuff like that, but he did go on to account a threesome he had in Las Vegas, and he also seemingly confirmed that Lennon was a swinger. Oh, and he said there, uh, you know, he said there weren't any really any orgies. The nearest uh, it got, um, he said, this is my experience. There was w- once when we were in Vegas where the tour guy, a fixer, said, "You're going to Vegas, guys. You want a hooker?" And we were all, "Yeah," and I requested two. Nice, as you do. And I had them, and it was a wonderful experience, but that's the closest I ever came to an orgy. Um, see, the thing is, in the next room, I think the guys might have ordered something else off the menu, so that would figure if John was saying, yeah, it was all bacchanalian, and I don't know what that word means. I think John was a little more that way, because thinking back, I remember there's someone in a club that he'd met, and they'd gone back to the house because the wife, fancy John, wanted to have sex with him, so that happened, and John discovered the husband was watching. That was called kinky in those days. It's still kind of kinky. I would say so, yeah. And apparently, he was fine with that. So he goes on to say, like, I think John experienced a bit more of that than I did, and to tell you the truth, I didn't fancy it, that kind of thing. Someone else's wife. I definitely wouldn't want the husband to know. You know, he he was very kind of quote unquote traditional about not wanting to have a husband watch him fuck his wife. Yeah. um, He did go on to elaborate like, yeah, we had these pseudo orgies and and shit like that. And it wasn't this kind of 60s British pop star kind of clean cut sort of thing that I think we've kind of been fed a little bit. Yeah, because the Beatles do seem very proper right they do yeah i mean even in their even in their like hippie later on stage and it's so funny to think too because you th- kind of think of the beatles as being around for like 20 years they weren't actually around that long yeah as a, as a band unit but even in like the hippie days i still think of them as kind of like these yeah like the prim and proper 
Brits, which is nonsense. But, and it's also funny because they were sort of the first soiree into the like rock world for a lot of those teenagers, right? And the parents yeah. were like, you shouldn't be listening to that garbage. And Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I, I find that kind of interesting. It's just funny. Beatlemania. To, it's funny to imagine like uh, Paul McCartney in a threesome. Well, and... I mean, like but but why not? I mean, when literally all you have to do to get laid is go, I'm a beetle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> then y- why- take advantage of that of shit, course, right? Yeah. Like, look, I mean, they use the word hooker, but whatever you want to call it, like if it's available to you and everyone's like all good with it. Like, like, go for it. He's yep. not like he like he's not cheating on anybody. Like, it's nope. fine. If so it's all consensual, fucking have fun. By all means, exactly. So Man. I don't know. I just I find it really interesting. Again, we're gonna link to the whole GQ article over at the show notes, but because it's a, a full, a, like fascinating read. GQ's really good at their kind of expose and oh my god, like yeah. Um, so I'd highly suggest uh, checking that out. Again, link is gonna be over at the show notes. Ptppodcast.com. Um. I don't know why I feel like this title is very fitting for our next song. Oh. Uh, Edge on Me <laughs> from Sarah M <laughs> on PTP.
Edge on me, Sarah M, and we're back at PTP. And uh, it's time for uh, very quickly becoming a uh, a fan favorite. Well, I don't know about that. Personal favorite, I will say. Oh, good. Is uh, B Side Bio. Yeah. Yeah. Very very excited. So Shannon, what's this? Uh, what's this? What's B Side Bio? What is this about? What are we doing? So I'm back with our new feature, B Side Bios. It's a quick introduction to some of the maybe unknown facts about some of our favorite musicians. Hmm. It's so we've we've done uh, Freddie Mercury. Yep. And we did uh, last week uh, Chad Kroger. Yes. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Loved it. Love it all. And I'd say it's about time that we brought a female into the mix. Yeah. And who better to lead off with than the uber talented front woman of Florence and the Machine, <gasps> Florence Welch. I love I I love Florence so much. This the red hair, the voice, oh, yeah. the dance moves. Just like just her whole persona. Yeah, she's great. Uh, this vocal powerhouse knows how to tear up a stage and her ankle, like that time we witnessed her falling off the stage at Coachella. Right, that <laughs> happened. Uh, Florence was born on August 28th, 1986 in Camberwell, England. Camberwell, England. She was the oldest of three children and, and was raised by academics, her dad an ad exec, and her mom a Harvard graduate, oh, shit. who to this day is still a professor of Renaissance studies at King's College in London. Holy shit. Yeah. So like legit. Like smart. legit. Yeah. She honed her talents at an early age, and by the age of seven, was the go-to performer at family funerals. Yes, funerals. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have somebody? So, uh, well, I guess yeah, you, you have a go-to. <laughs> you have a yeah, th- that's one thing. Yeah, you have a go-to person. Like, oh, fucking Aunt Betty died. We got to bring in Florence. Absolutely. But I guess like you do have people who sing like. I don't know, Ave Maria or Amazing yeah. Grace or something. So I, I guess, exactly. okay, that, that does make sense. I mean, if you've She's got somebody who's talented. the go-to. I, yeah. <laughs> also in her early years, Florence adopted her fiery red look. At the age of nine, Florence, a natural brunette, began dyeing her hair red. Oh. Once she began for, uh, performing, particularly when she was slated to open on an early MGMT tour, she opted to make her red hair part of her signature look. Sure. So it's, sorry, so it's dyed. It's not it's natural red. Totally died. That's wild to me. Right? <laughs> wow, okay. Cool. Shortly after her parents divorced at age 11, Florence began drinking, mm. which sadly continued after her grandmother committed suicide right in front of her <gasps> at age 13. The fuck. Oh my god, that's awful. She continued her drinking into her professional oh. career, claiming that as a shy person, she needed the booze to get up on stage. This included her uh, dive off stage at 2015's Coachella Festival performance where she broke her ankle. She was fucked up at the time. No shit. So this is still like it was still an ongoing thing. at, at, at Like like raging alcoholic her entire life. Oh, fuck. Uh, she claimed that this pivotal moment where she broke her ankle at Coachella was the turning point in her life. It was a bit of a wake up call. And she has sobered up and realized her talents don't require alcohol as fuel. Wow, good, like good for her. That's only that's since two thousand fifteen. I didn't. I kind of would have assumed incorrectly, yeah. of course, that like you know, kind of once you make it big, you realize like okay, like I've made it here, like I can do this kind of thing. But of course, if if you've if you've been drinking that entire time, your thought process is like, well, I can only stay here if I continue exactly drinking or drugs or whatever. She wow. also claims to have snagged her first major gig while drunk. She was cor- <laughs> uh, she cornered her now uh, her now manager in a club bathroom and uh, sang him uh, a little bit of Etta James, and that's what convinced him. 
to hire her. This guy is in the bathroom. He's just like, this fucking woman wants me. He's following me in the bathroom. Yep. And he starts singing. <laughs> yep. Wow. But uh, <clears throat> reading some interviews with him, that's, he said, like, I could not believe the voice that came out of this girl. Like, absolutely. Like, he signed her to open for, like, his next show kind of thing and, and signed her to his management wow. right away. Uh, in 2006, Florence teamed up with her sister's former babysitter, Isabella Summer, creating the duo known as Florence Robot slash Isa Machine. They played small venues in England before tightening up the band name and recruiting some bandmates. Their debut release came in 2009 with the album Lungs, and now have four albums out, with the latest release being 2018's High as Hope. Lungs was their first album? In 2009. I feel like they've been around forever. That's a killer first album, too. Right? Holy shit. Okay. Uh, and, and the fact that there's only been four albums out kind of surprised me as well. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's just such a repertoire of hits. There was a big gap between this most recent one and the one before it, though, it seems. Yeah. Right? Like, it felt like four or five years or something. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, Florence has gone on to record with a number of artists, inclu- including uh, Calvin Harris, Lady Gaga, Rufus Wainwright, and Fatboy Slim. <laughs> and she has also earned writing credits on both Rihanna and Sia tracks. So, beginning this B-side bio with uh, Florence singing at funerals, she's also performed at weddings. Most famously, likely, singing three songs at Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' wedding. What a party that would have been. No shit. (laughs) That, uh, yeah, I guess her and Blake Lively are are really close friends, and uh, she decided to sing some songs for their wedding. sweet. Um, So, I'm going to cut this one off here, but man, this girl has led quite the life. Uh, For a fun pull-the-plug added bonus, check out this week's acoustic track honoring Florence Welch in our PTP Spotify playlist. This week, we've added an an awesome acoustic cover of Ship to Wreck. Check out the link in our show notes over at ptppodcast.com. Shannon, nailed it once again, three times in a row. Big, big fan? Big fan. Big old fan. I'm, right. I, I, I guess love, I'll keep it going. I love Florence and the Machine. It's it's sadly not one of those bands that like I I like oh like I'm just gonna like put this on to kind of have on. Yeah. But when I do, it's so you're reminded how so fucking good they are and how incredibly talented she is. And, and consistently back to back, the the music is haunting. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's so listenable. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- her latest album's no different. That uh, I suggest sitting down in a dark room with a glass of wine and just listen. Oh yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, awesome. That's the one. So again, uh, find the link to uh, not only everything that we're talking about on, on tonight's show, but again, a link to that uh, Spotify playlist where we've been featuring uh, an acoustic version slash cover uh, of a song, kind of that's that's been part of that artist's life and, exactly. and repertoire. Again, find the links over at the show notes, which you can find at ptppodcast.com. Uh, Back to the music here. A little bit of Sarah Bernardo with charades on Pull the Plug. You've got the words, I've got the actions. I've never lacked in satisfaction while playing games with the ones you love. You play the land, I'll play the big sea. You've got your cards. I've got my wet feet And I'm falling in love with the way it works And I don't care if it's all a picture
Jesus will learn how to heal the hurt. You play the bird, I'll play your strong wings. Together we, we can fly the country, and we'll be falling in love with the way it works. And I don't care if it's all a big charade. Beginning, who knew love forms so quickly when you fall in love this easy? So let's you be you and I'll be me, and we'll both be oh so happy. Who knew love could form so quickly when you fall in love this easy? And I don't care if it's all a big charade. Bernardo Charades, and that one's off her new solo debut EP, Red Wine. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You can find that on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, Wh- Where do you get you your get. music? Yeah. Just Sarah Bernardo, Red Wine. Get Check her out. Get on it. Yeah. It sucks to suck time. Sucks to suck. For those of you new to the show, maybe you haven't uh, heard sucks to suck before. We take a look at a few stories from around the internet where people have made dumb decisions, made uh, bad calls in life, unfortunate situations. Just fun to laugh at, and it makes us feel better about our lives in general. Because everybody needs that once in a while. Yeah, you need to feel better about where you are. Yeah. You know, and the stuff and the decisions you've made. I agree. And I think this helps. So this first story, this one comes from Paradise Township out of Pennsylvania. State police in Lancaster County are looking for the driver of a horse and buggy who allegedly fled the scene of a crash in oh. Paradise Township. Do they not know you can't flee the scene of a crime? Apparently not. The uh, victim, Anna uh, Hostetler, uh, said she was driving last Tuesday evening on Georgetown Road when the horse and buggy ran the stop sign at White Oak Road. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, mean, someone teach these horses to read. Yeah, come on now. Come on. Where's the educate horse education? Yeah. People. Where, where's the horse education center for right? them to learn? Uh, Haas Settler said, I saw it's not going to slow down, but I couldn't get over too far. There was traffic coming. Haas Settler said the horse's head hit her windshield and damaged it. Oh, wow. Can you imagine a horse's head hitting your car? Doge. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, horse and buggy with a woman at the reins and a young girl beside her just kept going. 
according to Hosteller. The driver, if found, will face summary charges, uh, said state police. According to state police, although buggies aren't regulated in the same way as cars, they're still required to stop after a crash and help anyone who needs it. Well, so, exactly. Yeah, they definitely did. Uh, they definitely broke the law in this case. Sucks to suck. Uh, I find this uh, endlessly entertaining. This is from uh, New Scotland, New York. A toddler surprised officers during a uh, routine traffic stop Aww. when she handed them a bag of drugs and paraphernalia. <laughs> Uh, state troopers. She's like, I gotta quit. <laughs> state troopers uh, stopped a, a car th- uh, last Thursday and noticed the uh, three-year-old girl was not properly secured in the back seat. Hmm. Uh, the little girl, according to uh, the police, said in a statement, the little girl reached under the front seat and retrieved a zippered pouch. She opened it and held it up so the trooper could see the contents. Inside was a bag of marijuana and uh, numerous pieces of drug paraphernalia. Uh, Scott Hill, 26 years old, and Megan Carl, 33, were arrested and charged with endangering the welfare of a child. Hill was also charged with possession of marijuana. The child was taken into Child Protective Services and handed over to relatives. Do you know what sucks about that, though? What's that? Snitches get stitches. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah. Uh, this next story, this is... Uh, sucks to suck. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm forgetting the, uh, the pace of this. Yeah. Uh, this one comes out of Corum, New York. Police have a, uh, a weird mystery on their hands. After at least three so-called crack pipe vending machines <laughs> were installed on public property, what? and there's now a concern that more vending machines are out there. <laughs> uh, Tony Gallo, a resident of uh, Corum, New York, said, "Who in their right mind would even do something like this to <laughs> enable and to encourage somebody to do this?" Gallo is one of many concerned by the vending machines that have spread it up across Suffolk County. Did they really think they were going to get away with this? Huh. With a simple design, the blue vending machines were cemented into the ground in at least three locations in Suffolk County and claimed to contain pens. Hmm. According to officials, however, $2 uh, got would-be customers a whole lot more. Disassembling the pen revealed a glass tube and filters, essentially a crack pipe kit. For two bucks? For two bucks. What a fucking steal. Like, if you want some crack, <laughs> I'm not saying you should do it, but if you want it... I mean, two bucks is the going rate. That, yeah, $2, I mean, seems like a pretty solid deal i mean again maybe you don't do it but definitely a deal though definitely a deal definitely a deal. Uh, as of monday police have seized at least three of these crack pipe vending machines oh, jesus christ uh but, like i mean why why i don't understand the mentality of doing it so because bo- poor business plan it's very bad business plan <laughs> yeah. like it's got to cost a lot of money like the vending machines themselves just cost a lot of money yeah and then you're practically giving the drugs away for free it's bizarre to me you're not making any money yeah. zero money Sucks to suck. Zero money. <laughs> Zero money. <laughs> and finally, this story from CNN. Um, a pharmaceutical company executive defended his company's recent 400% drug price increase. <laughs> what? Telling the Financial Times that his company had a moral requirement to sell the product at the highest price. A moral requirement. Moral requirement. So a lack of morals requirement? Yes. <laughs> uh, Nirmal Mullier, probably pronouncing that wrong. Definitely am. Founder and president of Nostrum Pharmaceuticals commented in a story last Tuesday about the decision to raise the price of an antibiotic mixture called nitrofurantoin. Nitrofurantoin. You for sure said that right. No, I nailed that. Yeah. Uh, he, 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 about the decision to raise the cost of that drug from about $500 per bottle, which is already a lot, yeah. to more than $2,300 a bottle. Nope. The drug is listed by the uh, World Health Organization as an essential medicine for lower urinary tract infections. And he, uh, this this guy, told the Financial Times, I think it's a moral requirement to make money when you can, to sell the product for the highest price. 
Oh my god. The Financial Times said Mollier compared his decision to increase the price to that of an art dealer who sells a painting for half a billion dollars and said he was in this business to make money. According to Financial Times, the uh, executive defended uh, Martin Shkreli, the uh, that pharma bro, yeah. who was once dubbed the most hated man in America after his company raised the price of an AIDS drug by more than 5,000% back in 2015. Um, he says, I agree with Martin Shkreli that when he raised the price of his drug, he was within his rights because he had to reward his shareholders. Okay. So, um... I get, I get the mentality. Like you're, you, you, you're, you're in a company. You got to make money. Yeah. Like I, yes. I agree with that. And shareholders need to be rewarded for holding shares in a company. Totally makes sense. But you're a pharmaceutical company who makes a drug that is an essential component to keeping people safe and keeping people healthy. Yes. Um, you don't have to raise it. That much money? No, I totally agree. I don't know what it costs to make this. I didn't. I haven't looked into that, but I guarantee fucking to you, it doesn't cost that much money. That's why big pharmaceuticals are the most hated corporations. I like. I I don't understand how people like. Yes, you are. You run a business, and you're the head of that business. You got to make money, but you. you how can you not have that moral thought in your head of like, I'm being a dickhead right now? Yeah, exactly. I don't understand that. So anyway, th- like, premium, premium sucks to suck. Oh, like, right, the like, biggest. Like, like primo sucks to suck. That was very good. You asked for primo. I nailed it. Wait, you nailed I nailed it. it. No, I nailed the story. You nailed the tune. Right, fair no, enough. Good job. Fair enough. Uh, we're going to post a link to uh, all these stories. <laughs> you can yell at the person because he's uh, featured on Twitter. And boy, I want you to yell at Ooh-wee. him. Uh, you can find a link to this story and all the stories that we're talking about on tonight's show over at the show notes. P2Bpodcast.com. Shannon, what is the final song of the evening? Finally. Finally. We're finally godly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite songs of all time. Here's Finally Godly from our very own Justin Briner. Hey, what's going on? You're listening to JB Spin. Rhymes about the godly wedding 2017. Remember when we all met? I was in my first year of college and radio scared me more than my student debt. So assured me you'll be fine. Just join our show. Have a time. Here I am, it's like I'm back in time in front of the microphone. Live spin rhymes like it's 2011. Now I'm co MC of your wedding. We're finally godly, we're finally here. Only took 10 effing years. We're finally godly, we're finally here. Only took 10 effing years. Coming years have gone, lighting my friends on fire on Kevin and Greta's lawn. Nights in the Newburgh, screaming at Edley's. Nights in the Tillys, singing with Wazzy. But through every one of those crazy nights, one thing stood out every time. There's the look on Justin G's face when you entered the room. There's the way he held your hand while we sang each tune. 
We're finally godly, we're finally here It only took ten half years We're finally godly, we're finally here It only took ten half years We're finally godly, we're finally here It only took ten half years We're finally godly, we're finally here only took ten half Slash MC. I said, You're kidding me. You're kidding me. You're not kidding me. You finally got the balls to propose to Shannon B. I said, Absolutely. Hell, F and yeah, I'll be up the by side singing about the ride. Doing what we do best, singing about life. Making memories, drinking way too many pots. Cause in the end, it's a story tale ending. 2017. Godly wedding. Finally, godly, we're finally here. Only took ten effing years. Finally, godly, we're finally here. Only took ten effing years. Finally, godly, we're finally here. Only took ten effing years. Finally, godly, we're finally here. It only took ten effing years. We're finally godly. That's <laughs> Justin Briner. Yeah, that's God. in that's in celebration. Look, let's get real. Let's get let's get real. Let's do this shit. Let's get sappy. Well, people this on this show would remember way back when, a couple years ago. Yeah, so long ago. When we uh, when we asked uh, Jay Brines mm-hmm. to be uh, groomsman slash co MC slash co MC, as you yeah. heard in the song. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Uh yeah, recently. For a wedding, yeah. Uh, so this yeah this goes out on Wednesday this past weekend. Shannon and I celebrated our one year anniversary. People said we weren't gonna make it, and nobody said that, right? So many people said nobody it. said that. All the people said it. Uh, no, uh, yeah, we celebrated one year anniversary. So we sorry, had... and we should say one year wedding anniversary. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good. Because it's been nearly twelve years together. It has been. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God, I'm so tired. Yeah. Um, Exhausted. It's, it's, Don't do this, guys. God damn it. Wedding uh, advice from uh, these two assholes. Don't, don't do it. Just, <laughs> just, just spend the money on not wedding. Marriage advice. Yeah, just spend the money on like food. Oh my god, so much food then. And, like travel That's a bit. Great. And yeah, just, just hang out. Yeah, like, just hang out. It's fun. Weddings are stupid. They're so bad. it was a lot of fun though. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, but God, just only once. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Never anyway, again. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> happy one year to us. We we fucking we we rocked it. We are the epitome. We were pinnacles Looks of marriage. Looks like we made it. Look how far we've come, my baby. Shania, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know uh, how to do another Shania impression. After no, that's that. great. Uh, but yeah, uh, love you, Shannon. Thanks for an amazing one year and oh. more to come. Oh my gosh! I know. Oh my god! It's sweet. I'm open for a blowy later. And keep masturbating. <laughs> Kiss my curvy butt. Goodbye. Uh, be on another end. In a day old.